you're not going to just be representing you. You're going to be representing every little black girl on earth. And you're going to be the one got to go through that gate. And I just never wanted you to look up and see your daddy running away. Tick, tick, boom. Tick, 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 boom. All right, everybody, welcome into another edition of the podcast where Matt and Bob are here to pod about King Richard. You're listening to the Analysis. Bob, let's talk King Richard here. We got a Will Smith vehicle, Oscar bait. Uh, I'm, I actually want to thank you because I would have slept on this movie if you hadn't said that you were going to go watch it. And uh, I loved it. I, th- I thought this was great. I, I haven't considered a Will Smith movie since 08. <laughs> Seven pounds, I think it was, which was okay. And then he has gone on a terrible run since then. I mean, let me let me see. Let me uh, pitch you on some ideas here. Men in Black Three, After Earth, one of the worst movies ever made with his son. Focus went to Netflix. Concussion was supposed to be good. I, I didn't see it. it Suicide okay. Squad was well, supposed to be one of the worst uh, comic book movies ever made. So bad that they had to remake it, and it was just fantastic. Uh, Bright. Also a Netflix movie. Aladdin, I didn't see that on principle. Uh, Gemini Man, also t- Bad Boys for Life. That was the only one I saw, and it was terrible. But uh, <laughs> any of those you get excited about? The world ain't ever had no respect for Matthew Hayes. <laughs> but they're going to respect the analysis. Okay? Yeah, no respect for Will Smith. He, he's doing in- <laughs> insanely over-budgeted uh, Instagram posts. Uh, uh, with like ma- magicians, and so that, that, that's what he's doing. Yeah, but yeah, I think Will Smith is this really interesting and really interesting case, and I talk at length about it with a noted Will Smith hater, Mike Hammond, who just thinks it's just like this guy. It, it stinks, and he, and he lists all the movies that you just list, and he just thinks like, why do we keep going to see this guy when he only wants to do? these blockbuster movies or make his kids famous and i think i think there's always been this kind of untapped potential and i've enjoyed certain movies of his like pursuit of happiness untapped potential this guy was like the most bankable star he was one of the biggest stars in a row yeah but i'm i'm in terms of like in terms of emotionally connecting character work like i think he's famously turned down the matrix and he's famously turned Mm -hmm. down like Django Unchained and some of these other projects that could potentially have been a little weightier in terms of their source material, but also not commercially friendly or at least damaging to his image. And I think, I think him playing a father who has a meticulous plan to make, his kids famous probably aligns very well with will smith because will smith for a long time has been trying to have this image and have this brand and be very commercially friendly and and make his kids famous so but i think this is the first kind of breakthrough that we've had in a really long time where he sinks his teeth in this is this is the most character work he's ever done because even in pursuit of happiness he's will smith right ali he's will smith this is he's a he's a departure. He's a totally different dude here. And this is a throwback movie. I think this is a throwback 90s movie. It's got a lot of mm-hmm. 
timely and social elements to it. I really loved it as well. His uh, his vocal work as the character reminded me of Ali, actually. Okay. He kind of puts on this voice. But uh, yeah, Pursuit of Happiness, this is the best thing he's done since then. And that movie was pretty good. I mean, it was, it's, you know, it kind of showed his range a bit more than, than previous movies. Uh, you know, Ali was what his first Oscar-ish movie. And, um, you know, and then he does Hitch and I Am Legend and Hancock. And but even Hitch, uh, Hitch was loved at the time, and it, yeah. it's pretty much been forgotten. No one's like, oh, we gotta he, throw on Hitch. Well, uh, my, my dad only owns five DVDs, and Hitch is one of them. <laughs> so there, there's, <laughs> there's, they have that going for it. No, but I mean, it's, you know, it's so hard to break free from a guaranteed 20. That's a 20 mil. It's a line from... Uh, Hip hop lost and found. Uh, his latest album release back in two thousand and four, whatever it was. Um, but no, I I um I haven't seen a Will Smith movie in so long, and this is just such like you said a throwback to just a heartwarming sports movie. I mean, how great is how great are sports movies? Fucking I, like, love sports movies. Just uh, they get you choked up. They really, it's just the drama. It, it's so built in, and I, I kind of wanted to talk about that because. Why, you know, Rocky, uh, Hoosiers, Raging Bull, uh, some of the, the best drama is coming out of sports. And I wonder it's the the intensity of like the life changing money. Is that really the root of like, you know, just these and it's a true story. You know, these kids are going to be amazing, like the best of all time. So you you know how it ends. And it's just kind of it's I I think that the the kids they got to play these uh, Venus and Serena are amazing. Yeah, and that um, that was something that I was a little concerned with because not always are you able to find great child acting, and so that can also play really good tennis. I guess I mean it, how real I'm was guessing the tennis? the tennis was CGI'd almost the way yeah, that the yeah, ping pong yeah. ball was CGI'd in Forrest Gump. Like I'm sure they're, they're just swinging and there's there's a make believe ball in there. I'm guessing. It. Uh, that, yeah, no, that that's reasonable. I, yeah. Well, the thing that drew Don't... drew me to this is, and I've always been fascinated with these types of stories, but just what does it take to achieve greatness? And whether it's Whiplash and the character is talking about what you have to do and continue to break through limiting beliefs within yourself to become this fantastic jazz drummer or whether it's tiger woods crazy ass dad or whether it's barry sanders we're, we're both lions fans here but barry sanders dad was fucking nuts and just yeah. where what he went through mentally barry sanders apologized to his kids because he said i don't know if you'll ever be able to achieve my level of success because i can't do to you what my dad did to me emotionally yeah right it's there's so many instances of that and uh, barry sanders uh, his dad was famous like uh, i think uh uh Walter Payton's a better running back? Or, or no, Jim Brown. Yeah, he said it at he, his fucking Hall of Fame. He was like the yeah. third best running back in the world, Barry Sanders. It's like, what a fucking <laughs> asshole. And, yeah. or, or Tiger Woods' dad. They just did that documentary on Tiger, and it was mostly centered around how fucking nuts Earl was. But sometimes it takes that level of... And, and, 10,000 hours. Yeah, the, the Malcolm Gladwell rule, right? But it's and but this, this movie, and I'll give the Williams sisters credits, because they had EP credit on this movie and executive producer for those not in the know excuse me they had ep executive producer credit and but they really they were able to some they didn't it wasn't just sugary they were able to show some of his flaws and he he had a deep at least the movie is saying that he has this deep love for his family but he also that was that was a big part of his character was 
consulting the family on some of those decisions later on. Like this whole movie, there his wife, who I think was phenomenal, and Anjanou oh, Ellis, so I think she was constantly trying to get him to consult the girls, talk to us, like we're a family, like we're all making these sacrifices together. This isn't just your journey that you're taking these girls on and at the end you get that contract situation and he says why are you talking to me you should be talking to my daughter you know and that's a big part of his character development and yeah they just just like you know in in real life putting the weight onto the the daughters and like you know them, them being 14 15 whatever and then being able to handle it uh same with these actresses where it's like you you're in the spotlight this is your scene now i'm gonna push focus to you and like they really stood up i again i I thought they were they really held the movie together i know it's like a will smith oscar vehicle but i think it uh it it fails without uh, really good performances and believable performances with for the two girls and then also you've you've got narrative that bucks what i was expecting in terms of some of the trends like i i think that there's a lot where you think he's going to be this overbearing dad that continues to force them and, 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 and push them into places that they're not willing to go or not ready to go yet, kind of whiplash style. But instead, mm-hmm. he starts pulling back and he starts pulling them out of the juniors and he starts having them focus that. more yeah. on their childhood. And even to the point where the Barenthal character, like, I would have been pissed if I was Rick Macy. Yeah. I was like, like, wait, wait, you get down here? Like, I rally this whole thing i buy you this house in fucking florida and you're not buy even gonna play them a, yeah i know you're not even gonna fucking play years. the girls like i would i would i was almost like screaming at the the movie as well like dude you're not gonna play them now what that guy's gotta be like dude i need some return on investment man i i've like hired you onto my staff i'm paying your salary i bought you a house i bought you a camper to drive you out here i'm training these kids these kids for free and like i i assume he's he was gonna still get the 15 percent total earnings so i mean he's really in for the long haul and i i thought john berthal was amazing this was his my favorite that he's ever done (laughs) besides maybe the wolf of wall street guy who yeah who who has the bottle of ketchup and he's just like supply and demand he's like that's why i fucking love this guy but the 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 lewds dealer but i think like the fucking this was my favorite just Totally out of his normal wheelhouse, tough. Guy. I know it's actually right. Yeah, the tough, you know, uh, muscle. Uh, this is like totally out of his wheelhouse. He was, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, he was a lot of fun to watch. Let me ask you because this is definitely the Will Smith Oscar run. Which you locking him in? You locking him in? If I was going to ask you this later, do you want to do it now? If if I can have this be a four-point stager, I'm considering. If I lock him in on this podcast, but it's a four-pointer because we're so early as, in it. As opposed to a three-pointer? Closer to the... awards when we've been able to watch a few more of the performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where that would be <laughs> that, a three-pointer. I, I, I could see this picking up a lot of steam. But um, anyway, let me ask you. So best Will Smith moment monologue type of emotional feel what do, you, what do you think if you had to define this character in a monologue i'll give you some nominees here nobody has ever had respect for richard williams but they're going to respect uh-huh. you yeah you're doing this for every black girl on earth the scene right before she goes pro and they're in the 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 big grand stadium or 
Serena, all of this shadow is going to make you the greatest. And I've had that plan the whole time. So talking to Serena as she is young and looking out that at the court. That was great. Which one yeah, of those look, were, were your favorite? I'm actually going to give you a fourth because those are all great. But my favorite scene is where he pulls her out of the tournament and then she's like angrily hitting balls late at night on the court. And he goes up and she's banging balls at him. And then he like come brings her to the net and they like have that heart to heart uh moment um where he I, I, he talks about how um you know when he was a kid and uh and he accidentally t- he, he gave this white man some money to buy some stuff and he actually touched his hand and the mm-hmm. guy started beating on him and his dad ran away and he's like you know you're 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 gonna get a you're gonna you're gonna you're the first first one through the gate and you're gonna get a lot of shit and people are gonna be Hounding you, and I, I don't want you ever to look up there and, and see me running away. I'm mm-hmm. be right there. That's a good uh, one, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite. It, all of those moments you mentioned just got me choked up. I, yeah. It was, like, so immediately emotional, I think. Because he – and Will was great. He always – he, like, was tearing up in these scenes. It was, like, so powerful. And, like, man, be, acting across from that, he was giving so much to the, the girls. And I think they really played off him. You can kind of you were getting like jacked up. It was yeah. like so uh, uh, the the moment, and then the Serena thing too, where you, she kind of fell off, right? It's it's kind of like the the King Richard, but also the Venus story because she was the the first one through, right? Mm-hmm. The the trailblazer. But then it's like, wait a minute, Serena's the best ever. Like, and then so they do kind of they pay they do mention that where it's like, hey, look, this is the plan all along. Like, your sister's gonna be the number one in the world, but you're gonna be the best. Ever. Because this fucking like, shadow is going to motivate you in your greatness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I come back to like what makes you great. Like what made Serena even better than fucking Venus? And it's this yeah. longing. It's this looking at the core. It's, it's forcing yourself into a tournament that your mom helps you sign up for behind your dad's back. It's like those things actually inspire even more greatness than what Venus is even accomplishing. And I, I think that's that's so interesting. Yeah, this movie was great. Uh, I watched it on HBO Max, as I'm sure you did, uh, and I don't feel bad about doing that. Um, whereas Dune is such a theatrical experience. But so this is another Warner Brothers release. It's going to go out on HBO Max. You know, they're doing what once a month they have a new release or something, and it's it's getting decimated at the box office, like eight million or something like that. And and uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is at forty four. It's hard to compete with uh, that. Yeah, so I mean, Will Smith got guaranteed his guaranteed twenty mil, and uh, his his back end, you know, as, as like a good faith move for moving it onto streaming. So I I wonder if it's moving eyeballs to the streaming. Are people signing up for HBO Max to see this? I, I don't really know how they measure that. I I think it's 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 definitely a great movie. It's it's worth signing up to watch it. I guess absolutely. Uh, you, I, I think yeah. it, it keeps you guessing. Like that final match, even I think it goes on a little too long, personally. But that final match, she loses. It's not this yeah. triumphant championship where she well, beats the number one. Well, because we know they win a whole lot. Yeah, uh, we, we we know they win everything. But it's the the character arc is is really cool how it comes back because he has this whole piece about humility. He has this whole piece about being humble. Like he's teaching them all of these skills that are going to pay dividends like way later in their career. But I even love the scene when Venus is crying after she loses to the number one in the world and that chick fucks her with the bathroom break and everything. And yeah, he's like, no, if that you... was true, that's unconscionable, by the way. But anyway, go yeah, ahead. and it's but it's it's like you you didn't disappoint anybody. 
Like this is yeah. not you went and you did your best, and that's like that's all you're ever going to do. And he has a lot of these great coachy moments, and there's a lot of lessons in sportsmanship, grace within your role as an athlete, humility, being humble. There's a lot of that. There's also the racial element to it and how right. much he just absolutely despises those country cub fuckers and and they're they're they're, there's like there's like two experiences that he has typically with white men in this movie it's either like doors closed laugh at you you're insane or this patronizing like oh good for you you good for you you good for you did it you got the from your circumstance in compton you were able to do good for you and he's just like fuck you don't patronize me i'm not giving you my fucking money and he really farts that pay yeah (laughs) rips he smells his own farts and it's like but like like that pays off at the end like even the nike fuck that is trying to to hustle him three million dollars and it's like they end up reebok for 12 uh what would your guess be on uh the the two sisters career earnings in terms of uh purse like like winning matches not endorsements okay so just Uh, winning matches and and not the nike deal which Fuck, they might make more money with Nike than they do winning tennis. Oh, matches. I'm sure. I, are they currently Nike? I didn't even look this up. So twelve million back in '94 or whatever it was, and they they must be like hundred million dollar yeah. Nike act by now. But but uh, Venus uh, over the course of her career um, won five Wimbledons or something. But so she she netted about like forty five million dollars in in prize money, and Serena is at uh, just under a billion. Wow. And that's before even that. I wonder if they got the tennis court in the front yard. He says, you're going to be one of those. He's going to be the crazy lady on the yard, huh? Well, she was like, no, I want a pool in the front oh, yard. Oh, pool in the front yard with a slide. Yeah. I wonder if she ever got yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of little moments here which made me feel like they were ripped from actual experiences. Like when they're driving in the bus and he says, hey wave to all the peoples that are gone and they're passing by a graveyard and they're like waving to all the the dead people it's like that feels like it was something that the venus and serena said oh our dad used to do this or making them spell big words all the time as a Mm -hmm. as a challenge i did like that they didn't really completely forget about the other um half sisters that were living with them at the time there's so many different siblings that this guy or um so many children that this guy had but uh what's part of it it was the, the the three women so so the three girls uh, the three older girls were his um uh, his wife uh, what price she came into the relationship with and then the two of them had Venus and Serena but so the three half sisters they don't really completely forget about them they're like we've got a doctor a lawyer here blah 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 mm-hmm. and these are all you know they're valedictorians they're, so they're all doing really well they weren't just like helping Venus and Serena. They actually had their own thing going, which I thought was really cool to uh, to make a point to mention. Yeah, but the familial element was really interesting too. And it's just, it, it almost makes you want to have a family because they have that such a, a tight unit and all the, the sisters right. are there at the matches and they, they go and they're, they're incredibly supportive and the little yeah. family traditions that they had and stuff. I, I, I thought that, that, that it, was, it was really- Cinderella. It's a Will Smith movie. Mm-hmm. Right, like it's a Will Smith movie, yeah. but the family is definitely present. It's not just Will Smith. To your point of the the other people holding their own, and go back to Anjanou Ellis, like that wife role typically is so thankless. Like normally they're in the cooking breakfast oh, and serving yeah. the kids and being like, Richard, you're crazy. Like like there's a there's a '90s movie where the wife is such a nothing character, 
right? And then this one, she's she has this scene in the kitchen that blew my fucking mind. And it starts as this dialogue, and then she just goes off about you think this is just you you think they're just your decisions that are making and you think i'm just here for you like if you think if it was just for you i'd have been fucking gone a long time ago and that scene was probably the emotional heartbeat to me of the back half of the movie yeah the fact that they're both so committed to this the job of like just getting it over the line and making sure that these these girls are superstars and like 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 it's like their life's goal and i mean that that's the kind of devotion it takes and you wonder if like at what point did the did the kids display any interest in tennis or the the dad just decided and then i mean yeah. it's well i was confused just with the with the makeup because in the beginning he says oh i realized the opportunity for tennis and so i told my wife we've got to make two more girls so obviously this is he he said when they were born he manifested in this 78 page document their whole plan and everyone keeps rolling their eyes at the plan the plan the plan but it's like but then they have younger daughters were those from a different i i, I was confused in terms of like why the middle daughters were the ones that were playing tennis and the older ones weren't and the younger ones weren't yeah, well, he had like three marriages. Um, yeah. So he, anyway, he he had like a son uh, and, and a, a, some other kids with another woman, and then uh, his current wife in the movie. She had three daughters coming into the relationship. Oh, that okay. Uh, and then so Venus and Serena were their two daughters that they the had. The ones together. Yeah, that they okay. had together. So that's what that line meant. Okay, but to back to your point of both of them being committed, just the dedication to him recording all of venus's lessons so that they could take the professional coaching and try to reteach it to serena for free and so you're basically doing double work a being at the practice with serena but then recording it or excuse me being at the practice with venus to then record it and do the practice again with serena so smart yeah i mean just the the guy they're the guy's nuts but man you gotta you gotta respect what he's what he was able to achieve um Pro- with no money, uh, just propping up the two best tennis players in the world. Uh, it's it's yeah. insane. Just uh, trying to prove the world that he's not stupid. Yeah, he's not a dummy. I did let I uh, and back to your point. I did love that scene where the, the wife kind of checks him a little bit, and he's like, "Look, if it, like if it weren't for them, I'd be gone a long time ago." And she's like, "Like you, you, you just think that you know, every." You think everyone thinks you're dumb, and you might believe them, but I'd never thought that way about you. And. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. that was a great. She moment. does. She has another great scene in the car too when he tries to pull off on the daughters. Don't ever she leave says, my daughters. Yeah, you're never gonna fucking leave my daughters there. You you can see that she. It's not just. It's not just Richard out there. They're uh-huh. both incredibly strong willed, and yeah, they 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 dug in and they made sure that those kids not were not just were successful, but fucking incredibly successful. Like you did it, Richard. Like you fucking won. Why are you turning down? Yeah. all of these contracts. He does it constantly, but but he he's right. He's right at every every time someone's uh, questioned him, he he's been proven right. Uh, yeah. Held up for more money for the the Reebok deal. He's uh, he he's he's uh, 
created two Tiger Woods, um, mm-hmm. and they're and they're well-rounded, smart people that they can hold up to all the pressures of, of because they had a childhood. Like everything yeah. he did was. Really I loved great. that piece where the social services are in the house, and he's like, "You know who you should be fucking talking to are the fucking white parents at these goddamn tennis matches, and their yeah. kids are throwing their rackets and what storming off the court and acting like fucking idiots." Yeah. and my kids are actually well having fun. And- and yeah yeah they're that. they're emotionally stable mm-hmm. yeah that that was that was that was great um the the one thing i didn't understand i mean this is like picking nits for sure but the um this like um this gangbanger guy that like fucks him up and like beats him up and stuff is like after one of the daughters he gets like gunned down in a drive-by and then after that we see like this black car being like yo we got you was what yeah because i i also called bullshit on that as well because i think what they're trying to say if i'm if i'm right on this is that the neighborhood has caught wind of the girls that there's been news or newspaper stories uh-huh. and the neighborhoods have caught wind that these girls that practice this tennis court are being successful so the neighborhood's going to rally in protection to allow them the opportunity to succeed yeah. but i'm like you're telling me these fucking gangbangers are paying attention to youth juniors female tennis <laughs> like are know, you fucking right? kidding me <laughs> like, <laughs> even the evening news <laughs> Ten, women's tennis monthly hey hey we wait that, that's our course hey, i see what you're doing out here richard I, and we're I gonna respect. make sure you get to the top. Yeah, don't worry. We're gonna <laughs> but that, drive. But that by. is a good bit where the where the white guy shows up and they're like, "Hey, hey, hey! What the fuck are you doing here? Hey, You're not asking." Yeah, I'm mm. not gonna make sure you don't get shot. And he goes, "Thank you." Are we supposed to believe that this guy was gunned down because someone saw him beating up Richard, and all of a sudden he's got? Uh, no, no, no. I think that, that was just, just uh, that was just street violence. A confluence of the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, you see him go to work, and he's got the loaded gun. Mm-hmm. So you you already see the gun by law of screenwriting yeah. you see the gun eventually you got to see it go off yeah. so then you get this moment of conflict where you think he's going to go and actually try to take take matters it into his own hands. hands well i think that was really like well he's like this is exactly what i'm talking about it's too dangerous out here like we gotta we gotta go and i think that's mm-hmm. when the movie kicks off he's like all right that i some, yeah, yeah, someone someone go some, to florida yeah that, that that's where it really he's like all right let's do this that's where he shows up at the the guy the, the court with like the Pete Sampras playing uh, uh, McEnroe, and uh, so that's when they get that coach. Like right after mm-hmm. that, that gun violence. He's like, "Look, someone, someone's help." I I caught a break here. The guy that was like fucking my shit up, he got got. <laughs> I mean, how mm-hmm. whatever was going on. Okay, now I have I have a little window here, and also this 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 paints it puts into focus how badly we need to get out of here. Um, yeah, but no, just just uh, really awesome movie. I was super moved, and it, uh, it, it's just. Yeah, just uh, a movie that we've been missing. I don't know. Yeah. Feel-good sports movie, 90s throwback. It really felt, not just because it was set in the 90s, but it really did feel like all these great movies that we used to see all the time. Yeah, go back to the 90s, asswipes, and uh, and watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's our second veiled South Park reference for anybody (laughs) tracking, if you were able to catch both of them. Go back to the 90s and watch King Richard. (laughs) to the 90s all right let me just make sure we get that in there uh yeah cool man i mean that's uh we can cut it there i, I mean w- w- is this considered to give it a stream episode anything else give it a stream yeah we'll say give it a stream and 
I am not going to officially lock in Will Smith for my four point banger. You're not. You're not locking him in. Not for four points. I want to see a couple of these other movies first, but. Our first of the season, baby. It's our first Oscar-worthy performance. So. Uh, I'm already on the record as saying I think Dune will pick up some uh, Oscars for some techies, but I haven't locked those in either. Although that would be that would be a four point. <laughs> you you give me four points for Dune for uh, what cinematography right now? Nah, well you we'll take it. Nah, we'll wait. We'll wait. All right. Um, all right, guys. Yeah, that was uh, thanks for the wreck, Bob and and Brecken, I guess, because she's the one that really wanted to watch it. So uh, mm-hmm. shout shout yeah, out thank to Miss Brecken. Shout out. All right, y'all. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Don't forget to wash your hands, stay safe, and we will see you down the road. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Go Lions. Trapper trip. Here we go.